On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. Feel super psychedelic in here with these purple neon lights and and everything like we're back in like the 70s just like getting all crazy like if we had a disco ball it would make this 100 percent complete don't you think it's a good look yeah. yeah yeah we got robert in the show today as you guys know how's it going you feeling psychedelic a little well, I was re- I was really hoping he would go with the red he was talking about and yeah, make yeah. you look like a super villain. But oh, that would be cool, especially yeah. with the Black Panther release. Do like the yeah. red and black, yeah. and like you know the big new uh, Marvel Studios I'm, superhero. I, I'm afraid with the TVs and the big table, you're gonna end up looking like Doctor Evil or something. Well, this whole table look like looks a- like some kind of. Uh, robot like oh, table with all the all the mic arms and yeah. cameras hanging out he yeah. may look like kind of like a christmas tree he's got this beautiful green suit on with all the red he may look that's green like, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's green like money it's green like okay gotcha yeah. i like it's money. green like okay money. Yeah. i love that yeah so yeah if you guys don't know you can go to youtube and look at the show and you can see what we're talking about with the purple neon lights and all yesterday robert and i went out with uh, his oldest son and, and all their friends out to this airsoft and and did airsoft and i felt like i was like commando warrior guy like barreling through the mud and falling as i was trying to put cones up and getting shot hey y'all should have saw heath run out there across that bridge i wish i had a video of it <laughs> I mean, I, he doesn't realize he's 30 years old yet so I he doesn't move as well as he did too. 10 years yeah, ago that would it was hilarious true. and and you got the cones out in the middle of the deal so the object is get yours up and put theirs down but going out there is like suicide almost because you're going to oh, yeah. get blasted how, do, how, do, how does how does that work because i play paintball never airsoft and with paintball you get shot once you're out same thing pretty much the okay. same thing so yeah. same rules got yeah, yeah. It. some of the kids don't call themselves out it kind of pisses you off a little yeah, bit but Ball, it busts on you. Yeah, you can't you're gonna hide know you're it. out. Right? There's no getting out of that. Yeah, like yeah. it's very clear you got shot. Yeah. I mean, it, and, but my thing was like, do you want to keep getting shot? Because if you got shot, you probably can get unloaded. Yeah. By I mean, the second game, we, we figured out if you don't say hit, we're just gonna keep shooting you. Well, I mean, so, airsoft arguably doesn't hurt as much. It doesn't hurt as much. So as hey, you get popped a couple extra yeah. times. That's you know the name of the game. I'm gonna tell you, airsoft's fun though. We're gonna do that more often. Actually, it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That was always the rule in paintball is if you don't call yourself out, you're just gonna get lit up until you do. Yeah. Yeah. You better stop. Yes. Zach, so this first headline, we got to get this off to a good laugh today because this one, I almost died crying. This one's a great one. Fight over man's flatulence forces flight to make emergency landing. A pilot made an emergency landing after a fight broke out over a passenger who allegedly refused to stop passing gas. Two Dutchmen <laughs> sitting next to the flatulent passenger reportedly asked the man to stop, but he refused and continued to break wind aboard the Transavia Airlines flight from Dubai to Amsterdam. Okay, there's, there's two. I mean, let's be honest here. You know, you... <laughs> I mean, there's one thing of sitting there just passing gas nonstop, and then when somebody confronts you, just saying, "No, I don't want to." No, like, like so you know what I mean? Like, you have to be bad. It has to be bad enough though that you've done it enough that everybody knows it's you. Because he probably didn't stand up in the middle of the plane, and go, "Hey, I did that." I well, did no, that. it was obviously two people sitting next to him saying, "Hey, did you do that?" No, and the other guy just said, "No, I, I I'm not stopping." Right? He like he didn't want to stop passing gas. 
Maybe his stomach hurt. I love I go to I, the bathroom or something. Right. First things first, I love that the guy owned it. Because the, the first instinct is to just dodge it. That wasn't me. Where'd that come from? Yeah. And he was, no, right. that's me. And I'm not stopping. <laughs> I love it. See, I, I would at least like dodge it. I wouldn't yeah. just be like, no, I'm not stopping. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, you just don't well, like, can like I be, Let me be honest, too. When y'all first, when you first read the, the, the headline, I was yeah. like, if. Honestly, I was like, flagellants. I got to remember what that means. I'm not the smartest <laughs> guy in the world either. And then I went, okay, I get it. Never mind. So, but yeah, I mean, he's a brave guy. Hey, not, there's not a lot of people in the world, much less the country, who can say they've actually had a plane land because they wouldn't stop farting. On that's a plane. true. Like, you, that's almost like a, a good ownership, right? I mean, a badge what, of honor. Yeah, yeah. But, well, when I heard this, I, you know what I started thinking of is what we don't talk about. Like, just purely, you know, what is respect? You know, like, like when I think about being respectful, when I think about being. Um, somebody who who um, gives respect, earns respect about being a respectable person, right? I was raised the old school way um, that respect was utmost, right? Like you couldn't walk up to two adults talking. And if you talked while two adults were talking, you were going to get backhanded. Uh, As we say, get the... Get, uh-huh. you know, get the taste slapped out of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. Getting the taste <laughs> slapped out of your mouth. Slapped out of your mouth. I never heard and that then, before. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, so you, no, sir. I still say it, and I'll say it to anybody. Like, like Zach is younger than me, but if Zach said some things, I would say yes, sir, or something. Right. I mean, that's just you know these people that nowadays will go like, oh, I'm not a ma'am. I'm I'm not old enough for that. Well, it's not about whether or not you're old or not. My parents taught us that you be you respect people in general, not just elders. Right. Not just. Your, I do it to kids when I take when I go with Miss Ava to school at, at, their, at lunch and stuff. If I see a little girl say something. Or a guy, yes, sir. You know, you know yep. that's how you. Uh, to me, that's how you're going to teach them to be respectful. You My know? dad taught me by purely if you didn't, it was like, yeah, what? And you got your it's right. You know what the I taste mean? Slapped out of your mouth. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah, the yeah. taste slapped out. You you didn't do it. You didn't mess up more than once. But I but I think the the whole word of respect. I think when I look at it, um, because obviously this guy wasn't being respectful. Right. I mean, like I understand sure. you got go to the bathroom, do something. Don't you know? But we're not. We don't harp on respectful enough these days. We 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 get in all these. You know. Our country is as divided as it's ever been. For sure. And I think when you go into argument or you go into anything, instead of going to something with an argument, why not respect everybody's opinion? Doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but respecting somebody. What is respect? What does what does that mean in today's world? Respect. Because I feel like it's gone out the window. I, You know, I couldn't. I, I agree a lot. You know, but it, when you really stop to me and think about respect, first and foremost, like the guy on the plane, this is a good example how would you put yourself in everybody else's shoes first and foremost and really genuinely think about how you would feel if that was going on around you? Because, you know, there's been times that we've all been in situations, maybe not like that, but in situations where you do something that wasn't respectful to everybody else around you, you know, and you don't think about it. But when you, when you stop and think, how did everybody else feel about it? You know, and then you start talking and going through the different motions of thinking about, you know, different groups of people, you know, whether, you know, it's 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 a race thing or, or a sexual preference thing or anything to that nature. You know, it, if it's not your preference, it doesn't mean you have to hate that person or dislike that person. And, yeah. and, and that's the way I look at just about anything. And I love culture. I love being around other cultures of people and, and seeing different things because just because you believe one thing doesn't mean you're all, you, hell, we all may be wrong. Who knows? Absolutely. You I know, mean, I just look at it like it's just being a respectable person. And respecting others first, you know, but you got to start respecting yourself first. For you sure. know, in a lot of today's world, people don't respect themselves. And until you respect yourself, you're not going to really be able to give respect to others. So you got to start with respecting yourself. But, you know, the, the certain things of the ma'am and sir and just the politeness and 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 being somebody that is um, going to give respect 
to others, you're going to win in every part. If you're working a deal and you're respectful, if you're working a deal trying to close something down and, and, and you're saying, I'm sorry, hold the door open for people. You know, not, you know, I believe in holding the door for a woman, right? That's how I was raised. I was I raised the, the old school values. Um, and so, in, but in, an elder in general, I don't care if it's man or woman, if they're coming through the door, I'm going to hold the door open for them. I, honestly, if it's, I don't care if they're male, a lot of times I'm going to hold the door for them just because it's a respectful thing. And I, I believe that in today's world, there's so many people that are living this whole, like, I'm going to live me movement right, type thing. Yeah. That respect is something that is looked at as weak. Um, For sure. And, and and I believe the weakest thing is not being respectable. For sure. And, I, you know, putting other people first is a, is a key to that when you start talking about being respectful. If you put other people before yourself, not only is it respectful, but I've learned the hard way when I started learning how to do that, that, you know, it really, it really, it blesses you, you yeah. know, it really does. So, I mean, I, I don't get into this whole movement of, of parenting that, you know, you be around these kids that they're just going crazy and the parents are like, this is what we do. We let them work. And man, that would never work in my world. <laughs> my dad, that you didn't, you got shut down real fast with that. Now, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to judge those parents because I haven't been there yet to know what is going to be done. But I can tell you that I'm going to try all I have to make sure my kid ain't running around like a hellion. Um, because respect is something that we need to bring back. Respect is something that needs to be put at the top of the priority list. I think a lot of our issues in the country in general would be fixed if respect enters back into people's lives. Would you agree? Absolutely. Uh, so try to be respectful. Stop farting on everybody. Don't shit on everybody. You know what I mean? on people. Like, like oh, look, I, I give you credit, man. You owned it, but like, really stop. You, a plane diverted. I, I would be in a fight too if the plane had to be diverted because the man wouldn't stop farting. Well, I just, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I don't care who you are. We'll come back here in a minute to a second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep Southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today's the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success written by none other than myself. Thank you. Love you. And go pick it up today. Stop. Go now. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. All right. So the last one was a good, funny episode. That 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 was that, that kind of got us going, lightened up some, laughing a little bit. This next headline is one of those. It's a really old one. It's an old headline. But I thought it was a, you know, like I, I like to try to find things that grab me that can be some practical tips that people can take away as well. You know, not just a rah-rah speeching all the time, but like some 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 practical things that, that people can walk away with and go, I can use that. And, and this next one was a super awesome one for me it helped me in a in a big way and and, and it's one of robert's uh, biggest ones as well so i figured it'd be a really good one because it was something that i had an issue with as well that this in general 
concept really stuck with me. So go ahead and, and read that, Zach. Right. This article first came up in 1974 in Harvard Business Review in December they released it. So it's old. But this is one of their most read of all time. It's popular. And it's because it still applies. Here's yep. the headline. Management time. Who's got the monkey? Confusing, I know. But let me kind of sum it up for you. Essentially, the article poses a situation and a resolution to it. The situation is this. Say a manager and an employee are walking walking up to each other in a hallway. They're going to pass each other. And as they're passing, the employee goes, hey, oh, hey, I had a question about a certain client or an account. And I wanted to ask if you knew anything about it. Can you help me out with it? And the manager's busy. He's managing. has got stuff going on. He says, I, I don't have time to get to that right now. But I tell you what, let me let me figure out what I'm doing and I'll get back to you on it. What they're proposing is essentially the employee just passed off responsibility onto the manager. And before you know it, now the manager has to answer to the employee. Now it's on the manager to figure it out and not the employee. And the manager has to check in with them and say, hey, I figured it out. And the employee will swing by. And how's that coming? Like you totally just swift, switched roles. And that's the idea of the monkey, the monkey on the back. Who, who's got the monkey? Who's got the monkey? And, and it is the number one. I mean, time management is something that is probably in the top three all-time questions of how do I solve it, right? Most people say, how do I solve my time management? And this one thing right here, because you gotta understand, the thing is, is like for me, for instance, I get six to 700 people in my organization, okay? And, and a lot of people pull in a lot of different ways. And I used to get um, bogged down with trying to figure out what to attack and when to attack it. Sure. And a lot of times you'll find out that a lot of people don't really have something that they want you to actually do. They just are like asking you for the heck of it. And so you put things and get the monkey off the back. And so what I want to do is kind of give you all some of those practical tips. And this was something Robert, uh, Brian Tracy's one of the best um, as far as old school people teaching time management. So, you know, Eat That Frog and, and things of that nature is a book that, that is a really good one. But time management's key. And I think this is a key principle. It is. Um, it's probably one of my biggest struggles but has this probably been one of the most has this been this concept of monkey off the back been the number one thing oh, that's it's, helped it all, all absolutely so you, you when you go through when you talk about time management the first thing you got to do is sit down in my opinion and break down where you're spending every minute so you're going to see where you're wasting a lot of time and then the next piece is right along pretty close to it is 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 really this you know the proverbial monkey off your back and it's tough sometimes for anybody if you could you create a habit of wanting to feel like you've got to do everything for everybody and it's really not the case and one of the things that you know he he showed me with that is put it in an email and send it to me and let me take a look at it if and, and a lot of times what i've found is a lot of times that probably five out of ten of them will ever make it to me via email well so so for instance that let's let's go back to what what the monkey but off the back this scenario you read about right yeah that person um um, let's do that real quick. You, you're the employee. I'm the employer. You sure. say it to me. Yeah. Uh, hi, I had a problem with a client earlier today. I know you'd been talking to them on the phone recently. I just wanted to check in and see what their status was and where you're at with them. I got you, Zach. I've got a meeting I got to go to. So if you'll email me and tell me the exact questions that you want me to answer, the things that you would want or need from that, when I get back in front of my computer and I see that email, I can reply to it. And okay. So now the monkey's on your back yeah, to do the true. next action. Absolutely. Because before it was left open to where the monkey was kind of on me. Right. right? So, But here's what's happened. Nine times out of ten, you never email me. Right. Because you really didn't have something. You just saw me in the hall and thought, oh, real quick, maybe I could totally. get your, your tip. But you're in the middle of something. Right. So that was me getting the monkey off my back onto yours. So what happens a lot, because Robert and I, we drive a lot. We're on the road a lot. We're on the go. Yeah. One of the number one things that I did that when people call and say, hey, I need your help with da-da-da-da, great, shoot me an email. And when I get to my email, I'll do it because the email is a good solid checklist, right? I'm going to go through that so it'll be a yeah. reminder 
because I would forget if I said, okay, yeah, I'll do that for you later. Yeah. Then I forget I'm in the road. Right. What am I going to do to you? Know? Absolutely horrible. Yeah. And that's the toughest thing for me is just make that habit of saying, hey, you know, put it to me in email or, you know, even th- it may be something that they're asking you slow down enough. Like in your scenario, you were talking about, Zach, slow down enough to go ahead and hear out what they have to say and say, hey, you need to go get with so-and-so or the, uh, somebody else that's actually a part of that instead of putting, a, you know, you put yourself in a middleman situation a lot too with that. Well, but totally. in, in what you can do a lot of that is say they shoot you the email. Right. And you get there and check the email. Then you could copy the person that you could say, hey, Bob, can you check into this for us? Now you got to move the monkey to Bob. Right. Okay, so so you want to always have the monkey moving unless you're able to make it uh, take it. Now, another great way to think about the monkey off your back is phone calls. Phone calls. It's a time sucker that here's what happens to a lot of people. They'll say, I'm getting backed up. I'm, you know, I got so many voicemails to go through. I got so many text messages to get back to and all this and that. Well, what happens is, is when somebody calls you, the monkey's on your back. Here's what a lot of people do. They see the call. They could take the call, but they're like five minutes from an appointment or they're about to walk into something or they're in the middle of, of doing writing a, putting an email together or something, right? Nothing that is catastrophic that can't be held off to. But the problem is, is what happens is when they don't just go ahead and take them and address them, then they've got the monkey on their back. So what, what I try to do, and this was a, another deal with Robert, was saying, uh, Robert, like, you know, he's, Robert's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm like two minutes from John's office and so-and-so calls me. Like, I'm not going to be able to talk to him that much. I go, well, here's the problem. You know, people go, somebody will call me and they'll just jab on forever instead of getting to him. I go, but mm-hmm. here's the thing. All you got to do is answer and say, hey, just so you know, uh, Zach, I only got two minutes before I walk into a meeting, but I wanted to take your call and address it so what you got what you've now done is started by setting the precedence that i only got two minutes so they're going to get straight to what they need right and so then if they tell you you need to do something in that call you say shoot me that email or do whatever keep on removing the mic now you don't have that call along with three others that call you while you're in that meeting right um to call back so you're starting to wear off that whole monkey off your back because a lot of times you'll get a text message you'll look at it and say oh i'll get back to a minute because i'm standing in line gonna get a, a coffee or something right right you go ahead and address them hey by the way this may be his number one pet peeve it is <laughs> have you heard he, i mean he just got on a soapbox i mean yeah, we're I just sitting, cards i'm learning right now i'm not even i'm not saying a word <laughs> i'm like okay I, but you know and then the worst thing is is i'm probably one of the top five worst of all time at all this stuff yeah so and it's tough i mean and it's creating a habit it's being disciplined enough mm-hmm. to create the habit every day to continue to get better at it what, and that's the bottom line but and that's the thing is all it does is help you sure when you get the monkey off your back sure. you're not sitting there at the end of the day with piles of things right. to get back to Totally. I mean, if you think about it, Zach, how many times do you have full these phone calls and you don't answer them and you go, I'm going to call them back later when you're and not you really doing back. something that's... You get caught up yeah, doing something no, else. you're absolutely and right. And see, what yeah. happens is, is it's the anxiety weighs on you because you got four, five, six of them and you go, oh, i got to call them all back. Where if you'd <laughs> just taken them and said, hey, i got two minutes, what right. you got, people will get to the point and then you're not doing it because a lot of people say, well, I don't want to, you know, talk to them forever. But right. what are some things you're doing, Robert, to kind of handle it? Um, you know, my biggest thing is, is not ever, like, I always say, you know, under promise, over deliver. So I try, you know, especially when you get like the question or you get to the point where the, the issue arises is, is trying to a listen through the whole issue and then point them in the direction to get their answer that they need. And then if I can't figure out, you know, what the answer is they need, then I go to the, e- you know, put it in the email, you know, just like you just said a minute ago, maybe one of those things where you just stop it and go, Hey, put it to me in an email. When I get the email, I can look at it and I can kick it to whoever it needs to go to. But, you know being consistent 
is my you know is a kicker with that for me and see i can go down the rabbit trail of the things i do after all of that to keep it in but i honest to god think that if everybody just does the first part this monk getting the monkey off your back think about the things that you take on and and if you're in the middle of something give them a call to action to to address you because like we talk about in sales smoke screen objections versus real ones Mm -hmm. you're going to find out a lot of the things a lot of those phone calls and a lot of those things that you ignore because you're going to wait till later and they pile up you yeah, could just handle we, them then, and they're not. They're not, and you have them send you an email, and they don't do it. It's I mean, a smokescreen help. Yeah, definitely. Whenever you know, whenever someone's telling you they're behind and they can't catch up, this is probably ninety nine point nine percent of the reason why. Yeah. No, there's something sure. to that. Yeah, oh, you, guys, you guys are you're making a lot of sense right now. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have somewhere where we can put a link to that article in show notes of some sort yeah. or anything? Yeah, we can make that happen on uh, the SoundCloud. Yeah. Is that where they would go? Yep. And so so we're going to – Zach will put the link to this article in the SoundCloud deal, and it gets into more depth, but that's the overall concept, and I think it would be huge for you to go take the time to do it. If you're having a problem with time management, um, getting the monkey off your back would be, I think, the number one first step to helping that process in a massive, massive, massive way. And then you can hit way. the Brian Tracy, eat that frog book. I've yep. got it on audiobook. I've had it for four years. I hate it sometimes, but it's a great read for – that type of problem <laughs> it'll piss you off if you really have that problem though, yeah robert list is all mad so we'll come back here in a minute with some emails on the third segment of second shot now that's what i call ignorance on fire more of second shot with keith oaks still to come to all my friends in the great state of texas if you have not taken advantage i have a way to save you a ton of money I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code SECONDSHOT. Now listen, promo code SECONDSHOT, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code SECONDSHOT in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. So Zach had a really good, uh, uh, something he wanted to bring up, but we had to cut off the last uh, yeah. episode, kind of responding, keeping on on that monkey off the back. What, what, what were you saying, Zach? I'm I, I'm definitely one of those people that will dodge a call. It's true. Yep. Like, I got a lot going on right now. I'll get to that in a few minutes, and it just builds up, and yep. you're absolutely right. And the thing I wanted to say about your idea of talking to somebody and being like, hey, I only got a couple minutes, uh, I, you know, let's let's... Make this quick. What do you need? I want to take time to, to talk to you. It's 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 respectful. Yes, you're you're letting them know. Listen, I'm slammed, and the professionals are probably slammed too. But I will put everything aside to take a couple minutes and talk to you. That free time I probably would use to check Facebook on my phone or go to the bathroom or whatever. You've got it. Whatever your problem is, I'm here. I'm listening. What's up? Like well, it's effective. So here's why you don't answer the call. Mm. Here's the psychology of why you don't answer that call. Number one, somebody's calling you. You know they're going to jabber about a lot of things that you really don't care about for a little while, and you're going to be on the phone with them for a while, and right. you dread it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what happens, and that's truth. Everybody can uh, own that. Sure, that's, tr- that's real. Yeah. Um, number two is that trying to end the call. You know, you don't. You like somebody's in the middle of something, so we're going. Oh, I got to go. You always feel like I'm. You're doing them wrong. Mm-hmm. So what it addresses is, is when they call and you just say, Hey, I got two minutes. You're respectful versus worrying about making them mad because. You don't have to cut them off because you already gave them the heads up right at the beginning. Yeah. and So it's addressing it. To tee that up even more, when you don't get back with them or you wait to get back with them, mm-hmm. 
then they call somebody else and go, man, I can't ever get this person on the phone. Sure. They lose, they're going to lose a lot of respect for you in the same regard. You know? Yeah. So it's kind of a catch-22. I got to remember this. Next time I talk to one of you guys on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Once hey, I only got a couple minutes. Yeah, but, I, I got to go. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. That's one little thing. If everybody can take just the idea of monkey off the back, mm-hmm. make sure the monkey's not on your back, you will reduce your anxiety and stress in so many ways. It's unreal. Sure. Get the monkey off your for back. Sure. So – um, one thing we had, a, we had really want to give a shout out to, to a listener, uh, Jeff here, uh, send us an email. Um, he was one of the guys that sent, uh, about his son that, that did the paper on revenge right, a while yeah. back. Yeah. His son wrote a paper for school about uh, revenge and whether or not it can ever really be justified and actually made for a really cool third segment of, our, of the show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's getting back to us about that and had another topic. Yeah. He just wanted to give us kind of a, an update on that, that his son got an 80 on the deal and he, he thought his son could have put more into it but got an 80 so it's a b i mean heck hey. come me I'd have, I'd have died for a b b was good for me but yeah i'll, I'll take a b any his son's probably a little more intelligent than i was but um what i thought was was neat too is he he said he had a topic he said on, on um an email came out that the high school principal was going to the assistant uh, athletic director no big deal right but a few hours later the dallas morning news came out that uh, the same principal was recently arrested for a second dwi in the last six years um, and he said, I have no idea what happens next for this gentleman. But uh, he goes, he said, I thought there was really three ways that, that he could do this. One, completely hide from it, act like it never happened. Two, play the victim and blame it on stress and responsibilities. Three, take ownership and use it as a learning moment for himself. And he said, you know, I told my wife he should choose three and, and hold an assembly, tire staff, bring in mad, families impacted by drunk driving, let the kids see the impact in families. Um, but then his wife said uh, initially that it was a personal matter and that he didn't have to and probably wouldn't address it. Uh, he disagreed with his wife, um, so basically saying, you know, what are y'all's thoughts on this? Well, t- to me, you go back to from the very beginning when we talked about people having differences of opinion, first of all, between a husband and wife. Being it's okay re- they, to obvi- have a- they obviously are being very respectful. Right, so it's, it's you know, you have the right. Um, I think it's really what's, what you know, whoever, you know, the, the, the coach or what the, the principal, principal, you know, I think it's really on him where he feels in his you know uh, in the inside of what he should do but if it was you, know? you in that situation what would you do i would probably get in front of everybody because you you're see, a do, major influence in you, young people a lot of yeah, young people because lives do you see what he, his wife is saying which is that's a personal matter and then this is work he shouldn't have to address his personal issues at work absolutely but he's got a ton of young people that look up to him in certain ways that he owes them an explanation, in my opinion. But that's my opinion. If he doesn't feel that he in his heart that he does, right? It's I, on I, him. I think he's on a very public stage, and yep. you need to be able to say, "Okay, what do I do?" When I've clearly made a public mistake in a position like this sure. one, um, I don't know what the answer is. And I'm afraid what I would do probably wouldn't be as noble as what you guys would do. I, I would probably just say nothing and hope it all goes away, which is terrible. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, here's where I'm at. I'm in a. I'm, I'm in the uh, middle of him and his wife. I think that he should take ownership and address it. I don't think he needs to go as far as an assembly with bringing in mad and oh, family victims and, and, and all of those things. <laughs> and my reasoning behind that is this, is that you see a lot of people do that. You know, Michael Vick uh, gets out from the dog killing stuff, and then sure. he's like going out being in, with all the you know rescue dogs and stuff. And it's like, look, it almost seems like it's, that's forced kind of stage, when yeah. you go from when one day you, you you get arrested for drunk driving and two days later you all of a sudden going out and volunteering at mad like your, your heart didn't change that fast really right i mean so like i, I don't know if you got to go that far i do always believe in extreme ownership and and i do think it's different for him versus others because sure. he is a high school principal and has an impact so i believe he needs to come out and own it and and look 
maybe in years from now, as he goes through his recovery of whatever it is, he gets involved in the organizations to help and give back. But like, own it and say, I got to get help, and I'm getting help. Um, and 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 this happened to me and whatnot. But the worst thing in the world, I believe, with anything, is to try to cover it up. Well, I right. think, but you know what? I think that's a big problem when we go talking about in general today. Is there's a lot of people out there that, you know, try to hide things. You know, go to church Sunday morning and race everybody down to the liquor store on Sunday. You know, right after church. But at the end of the day, and my, you know, you're right. You got to own it. But most people won't. And yeah. it takes a lot of courage to to stand in front of you know or get on you know some sort of public platform and say hey i messed up i made a mistake this is what i've done now i've done this twice all i can do is apologize and tell you i'm going to make it right but then he's got to prove with his actions and, and prove with your actions that's why i don't think you got to go as far as doing the assembly bringing maddie and doing all that i don't i just don't I, I think that's too far too quick but like for instance they've already screwed up because all they did was say basically they knew this dallas morning news article was coming out about it right and so they say hey we're going to move him to assistant athletic director without saying why right, right. And so then all the parents find out dallas morning news that this is the deal so it's like now you've already screwed up because now it looks like you already covered it you're up. You're corroborating. So yeah, you're, you're should, helping him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what you should have done was in an email saying, hey, I'm going to assistant athletic director. I've made another mistake and blah, blah, blah. That shit already came out. Like, like because here's what happens. Now parents are going to go deeper diving into you and your personal life because it seems like you're covering up a whole lot of stuff. Well, right. also you went from one person owing some sort of explanation now to a whole school, school district. Because the school district yeah, didn't make exactly. it. Like if I was a school district, I would say you have to own it. If right. you don't own oh, this, yeah. if you don't put a statement out there owning this, to the direct reflection on the, on, the, on the school district. Yeah, because now it makes it the school him. district look stupid. Because sure. now they sent out a deal. No one, I mean, it was basically trying to hope. But, like, they knew it was coming out because, obviously, six hours later, the Dallas Morning News article comes out. So, right. obviously, so they timed go, that oh, perfectly. Oh, had no idea. Okay. But, and so he just was magically moving from one to the other. Right. So, I, I believe the ownership aspect is, is, is what you have to do every single time. I think, without a doubt, trying to cover things up, hoping they go away, they never do. Right. Right. It, it turns that 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 ant that ant hill into a mountain. Right, mountain of a molehill. It's it's easy to try to just act like nothing hey. happened. That's the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, but that's not the right way out. That's the thing. You got to do the right thing in a situation like Get this. Get the monkey off your back, right? Well, yeah. What well, you know, like, <laughs> like you know, this is the perfect scenario of this too. Is Andy Pettit? Nobody ever thinks of Andy Pettit in the steroid issue. He was. But why nobody ever – everybody thinks We've Sammy Sosa, Sosa, Mark. Oh, yeah. He's the only one that owned uh, it. All, he's, he owned it immediately, had a teleconference, owned it, moved off. Nobody talks about him. But right. everybody still talks about Barry Bonds and all them because they have consistently denied it. And so what you don't understand is that when you don't own something, all it does is make people dig deeper and deeper and deeper into you and your past, and you don't want a lot of things coming up. Right. So, you know, Jeff, I think I, I play in the middle of you and your wife. I believe in owning it. I don't know if I'd go as far as doing – um, you know, a mad thing and all of that. I, I think that I would just own it, and I would have put that out there ahead of time. And Jeff, a happy wife is a happy life. Y'all so, can y'all can meet in the middle. Y'all can her. meet in the middle. Two is a good spot. Just to agree meet. with her, whatever it is, and you'll work out right. better. So <laughs> just say yes. Um, but thanks for coming on this show. And where can we find you, Robert? You can find me at Robert Halbert on LinkedIn. I am a social media guru on LinkedIn. That's it, <laughs> and that's a joke. And he's not even a guru on LinkedIn. Don't no, let him lie to you. I'm about not. It. But you know where to find me at Heath Oaks or at Ignorance on Fire. Zach, Matt, thank you guys. Love y'all. Love the listeners. We'll see y'all next time.
destination for premium talk radio.